Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Hashtag let's talk. Let's talk about what's trending in our community, in our society, and in our world today. Warm welcome if you have just joined us. I hope that you are having a beautiful day in the company of the Voice of the Cape. Of course, we are broadcasting to you live uh, from Salt River in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Now, talking about a lovely town, and I'm going to speak to a lovely lady, and she's going to be speaking to us about something very very important but first I need to introduce her to you on our show today dynamic personalities she's our dynamic personality she's one of the heroes at Grutiskir Hospital and we're focusing on the oncology unit and she is uh, Professor Jeanette Box Hello to you, pretty lady. <laughs> good good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well and how are you? I'm very happy that you are here. So I'm I'm actually elated that you could come and take some time out of your busy schedule. I know you guys are very busy and we appreciate the time that you could spend here with us at the Voice of the Cape. Well thank you. We appreciate the opportunity to L- talk to you. Lovely, lovely. Now First of all, we need to explain to, to, to the listeners that we are live on Facebook. Your pretty face is for there for all to see. And we are also live on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Tell us a bit about Jeanette, not the professor. First of all, let's get to know Jeanette so the listeners can get an idea of who I'm speaking to today. Well, um, first and foremost, I'm a family person. Okay. So uh, you are originally from Cape Town. I grew up in KwaZulu Natal in Pretoria. Okay, yes. all right. And you've been in Cape Town for how long? About 25 years, but I've Mashallah. spent a couple of so years cool. in other places in well, the world as well. We are indeed fortunate that you are here with us in Cape Town. Um, I just mentioned one word, mashallah, which means just as Allah has willed, as the Almighty has willed. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. Being a, a, in, in Cape Town for 25 years, you pick up a lot of stuff, Definitely. Eh? <laughs> well, so... Being in oncology, first of all, we need to explain to the listeners exactly what oncology is and why you have a passion for it. Well, oncology is the treatment of cancer, but um, in fact, what we do extends beyond cancer. So mm. not all tumors and growths are cancerous. Okay. Um, so we, we manage all types of tumors and growths and s- some skin conditions. Mm. Mm. Um, but m- mostly what we do is uh, provide the services of radiotherapy and chemotherapy and palliative care, Okay. Um, as well as following up all of our patients that have been yeah. um, treated in the past indeed and october is, is a month where there's a lot of emphasis placed on cancer yes. uh, uh, um, also breast cancer yes um, we've just had our pink hijab day which means pink scarf day yes. where we focused on women and we also had uh, a breast screening which is important you know for for us as women and i think yes. now at the moment you are do you have any programs uh, um, at the hospital regarding um, awareness? 
Um, we always have programs regarding awareness. We don't have a formal screening program in okay. the Western Cape or in South yes. Africa. So it's very important, um, obviously, for, for women, especially those with family histories, to to self-examine because mm. that's the, the the best way we have of, of yeah. finding breast lumps. But yeah. we do have a, a walk-in clinic. Um, at Curtis Care Hospital, which is available to, to all women who have been found to have a breast lump. Um, and they come in and they're examined by our surgeons firstly, and then they go on to have um, a mammogram oh, right. and a biopsy if it's considered necessary. Um, and we take it from there. Excellent. Now, let's just focus on that lady listening to you right now. I found something very, very alarming in her mind because you feel something that is not part of, of what I usually feel. And then I also want to talk about um, self-examination as you said because that is very important yes. as well yes. perhaps we can focus on that one person listening to you right now and say okay but now what do I do I, f I think there's something but I don't know what to do well, it, it depends. Um, it depends a little bit on uh, where where the person comes from. So there's there is the walk-in clinic at Kruidersko Hospital, which requires a letter from a, either a, a GP or a clinic. Okay. Um, to come yes. in, um, and as I said, that will that means that the person will have everything that they need all done in in a morning um, at Kruidersko. So ah, that's the benefit okay. of that uh, yes, breast yes. cancer clinic. But for the woman who does um, discover a, a lump. The, the lumps that we are most concerned about are um, hard-feeling lumps, lumps that are painless usually, um, lumps that don't uh, go away according to the cycles. So always uh, just before a menstrual period, the breasts are lumpier than mm -hmm. they are at either times mm -hmm. of the month. Yes. Um, and of course, as you get older, the chances of developing a breast cancer become, become higher as well. Um, I, I think uh, what, you, what you just described is, uh, is for a lot of lot of ladies, especially when they when they um, near their period, then they'll find maybe their their uh, nipples are soft and 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 painful. You know, very sensitive to to their clothing. You'll find that somebody who might have a little hardness, it will be it will be um, it will feel a bit harder. Yes, um, so always the breasts do become, uh, they, they respond to hormonal changes. Yes, yes. So for the week usually preceding yeah. uh, menstruation, um, the breasts become lumpier. What's important is to examine in the same way every month um, mm. with the same technique and to examine the whole breast. So to, okay. to use the flat of your hand and to, uh, to use a circular motion starting at the nipple and going around the breast, mm -hmm. right around to the outside and up into the, into the arm pit to mm. see if you can feel a lump under the uh, the sort of flat part of your fingers or your hand. Ah, okay. So there's a technique to this. There's definitely a yes. technique to this. And, and I think for a lot of women to feel, you you just need to feel your breast. But there is, a, as you say, a, a technique to, to that. Yes. Preferably about once a month in the week mm. after your menstrual period. Um, ah, both okay. breasts done in the same way. Um, usually lying flat on your back mm. um, or sitting up with your arm in the air. Okay, mm. okay. I think for 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 um, uh, younger people, I know a friend of mine whose daughter felt uh, something on her breast, and she was totally freaked out. Yes. And I said, okay. Well, first, you need to get a letter. Then you go to the hospital, and they check you out. And then uh, about a week ago, she said, look, they, they, I didn't have to fear because she was 
totally freaked out. Yes, you must remember there are a lot of breast lumps which are not yes. cancerous. So yes. we, you get cysts in the breast, you mm. get little benign growths in mm. the breasts, mm. you get many kinds of lumps that are not cancerous. Um, so generally speaking, um, people with a, a family history or older women, people over the age of about 45 or 50, okay. um, and people with a hard, um, a hard lump that is painless, these, mm. are, the, these are the lumps that we are that, that most are most suspicious. About. Yes, yeah. Yeah. There, there are uh, rare cases of men also developing breast cancer. It is rare, but yes. it's, it's, it's still there. Yes, it's, it's much rarer, but it does happen from mm. time to time. Um, we do treat those patients in our breast clinic as well, but 99% of the patients in our clinic are, are women. Uh-huh. Can I just ask about the males? Can we just focus on, on sure. them for a, for a little bit? What is we know what women are supposed to look for, yes. but what is a male supposed to look for? Well, in males, feeling a lump in the breast is actually easier than yeah, in, in women. Yes, it's yes. more obvious, of um, course. But um, not always. And the other things that we we have to watch out for are are a, a nipple discharge um, okay. or bleeding uh, from the nipple, mm. um, a crusty a crustiness yes. um, over the lip, nipple, and then um, ulceration. Um, or just the lamp. Mm. Okay, so it's as you say, much easier, obviously, for for a male to detect. Um, it's easy do, for a male to detect, but yes. less less obvious to them because they're not they're not. Uh, it's it's not the further ah. the foremost foremost thing in their mind like uh-huh. it is for most women. Yeah. Yes. But I'm sure if you notice something that is out of the ordinary, surely it will. It should definitely be looked at if you yeah. think it's out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yes. And would the procedure then be the same that they would also then go to the doctor and get a letter of referral exactly they would um, and they could also uh, be referred into the clinic where, where they would also mm. um, have a biopsy and okay. a diagnosis could be made yeah so men and women are, are mixed at, at, at your uh, at your unit it doesn't matter if you're a male or female we do accept males in those clinics with breast lumps but yes. 99% of the patients that come into that clinic wow. are women when when uh, a male comes to you and there is a lump, there is cancer. What what happens from from that moment on? It very much depends on where the lump is, what it feels like, what the biopsy shows. Okay. But generally speaking, it involves some kind of surgery to remove it, um, if this is possible, and some kind of investigations to see um, whether it's spread at all, to see how far it's gone oh, okay. um, before we make a treatment decision. And then when the treatment is, is underway... Do, do males, I'm sorry, do males respond in the same way that females do um, when they hear the diagnosis? Oh, you mean psychologically? Yes. Um, you know, usually they, they, they are more surprised because it's just okay. not what they were expecting. Yeah. Um, but, but yes, it's just as psychologically traumatizing to be told you've got a cancer if you're a male, mm. even if it's a breast cancer. Yeah, and especially um, when it's breast cancer, I think. Yes, I think yeah. it's just, it, it comes as more of a surprise. Yeah. Um, and it's, sometimes it's harder to treat because there's less fat tissue there. It's, it's, it's the oh. operation can be more difficult. Okay. Um, so for, for males, there's, there's an extra risk involved. Yes. Okay. 
Do you think we should do a little bit more awareness uh, uh, programs as uh, f- for the males as well, so they know what to expect? Well, I think, uh, you know, lumps, l- l- painless lumps that are growing anywhere in the body are ah. problematic. Yes, um, yes. You know, for, for males, the, there are other types of cancer that are probably more common for them to get. Um, but but definitely, um, as I said, a nipple discharge or bleeding from the nipple or a, mm. a lump that is painless and is growing should definitely be should be looked into. Should be okay. a matter for concern. Okay. Can we talk about the different kinds of cancers? Because we have, we have just now, because it's uh, Breast Cancer Month, yes. we focused on breast cancer a little bit, yes. but there's been many, many programs that have been done on that. Yes. But there are other different kinds of cancers that you have to deal with on a daily basis. Yes. Perhaps you can tell us a bit about them. Um, well, we have um, in in our department we we have divided the department into different corridors, and each corridor has its own type of patients. So, okay. so patients with breast cancer, for instance, are all treated in the same clinic. Patients with gynae cancers are treated in the same clinic. Patients with urological cancers, like mm. prostate cancer or bladder cancers, mm. are treated in the same clinic. Mm. And then we have also um, pediatrics or children yes. that we see that are that require radiotherapy, although their chemo's done at Red Cross. We do their radiotherapy. We we do um, lymphomas. We do skin clinics. Um, we do a neuro clinic, so brain tumors and spinal cord tumors. Mm. We do sarcomas, which are bone and soft tissue tumors. And um, we manage all of those patients and all of those kinds of tumors. Um, okay. And we try and group them together in in the, their own clinic so that they'll always attend the same I clinic. I see. Something that you mentioned in there that has to do with the males, the prostate. Yes. Right. Um, do you think that the, the stats have have gone up? as far as prostate cancer is concerned in the last few years? Yes, I think, well, certainly the the statistics that we see in our department is a s- slight slow increase in oh. the rate of breast cancer or certainly in the in the number of patients that we see and in prostate cancer. Those are the two main cancers that mm. we see an increase in and whether that reflects a population that seeks care more readily or um, better screening or... Um, uh, whether it it reflects a genuine increase in the numbers of, of yeah. patients with those cancer, that is what we see. And oh, it's a, a trend that you see worldwide as well. I think uh, because a lot more people come forward and seek help. Yes, because they're yeah. better educated by programs mm-hmm. like these. Indeed. Um, and some of the awareness programs um, through that, the various different yeah. organizations. Do you think that, um, talking about awareness, do you think that um, are, are people in rural areas are also um, made more aware of, of cancer and the kinds of treatment that is available if they suspect they might have cancer? Um, you know, with uh, social media and with um, the media that is available, I, I think that they do have access to some of those awareness programs. But I, I think that the ability to access mm, um, yeah. an yeah. intervention is is yeah, more difficult. It's much more problem, difficult. Yeah. Yes. I think we, we should maybe focus a little bit more on people outside of the city areas, you know, because yes. um, help isn't easily accessible. Exactly. May I ask on a personal level, this is 
this is something sort of a life and death um, uh, a program that you have chosen your your this is your life's path you know oncology is is really about life and death yes. well anything else in at hospital is yes. but this more so yes what made you choose oncology you know, oncology is a very, it's actually a very dynamic specialty in the sense that um, it's changing all the time. So mm. there's progress yeah. that happens all yeah. the time in More terms research. of drugs, in terms of the techniques of radiotherapy, in terms of research into oh, um, okay. new molecules that are being used for treating different kinds of cancer. So, okay. so it's quite a dynamic, changing kind of specialty. Mm. It's also very interesting because you don't, um, you don't just consult and see patients all day. You're also doing technical radiotherapy. You're writing oh, up chemotherapy okay. scripts. You've got yeah. patients in the ward. Yeah. And then you've got patients that you're treating to cure and patients that you are treating and helping um, that are not going to be cured. Mm. So all different types of patients mm. um, we see and it, it, it makes our jobs very interesting and it, it means that we treat, we, we often are treating and dealing with people that are in crisis. Mm. Um, but you learn to deal with that as, an, as a doctor um, and you get to be, I hope, really good at, mm. at, at helping people to make decisions at times in their lives when they are having yeah. a crisis. But that also teaches you compassion, empathy. It and does. I'm, I'm wondering how, how, how you deal with having to tell someone, look, they, I don't have any hope for you. I don't have, I, obviously you cannot say that because you would then say that research maybe is ongoing and so on. Correct. But it must be tough to be able to, to, to have to tell someone rather. It can be very tough. Uh, you do get you get used to it. You get um, you develop a, certain techniques for okay. for being able to mm. to talk to patients in a way because it's not helping the patients if you break down. Ah, mm. I was just going to say that they need somebody to be strong for them. Correct. They need yeah. somebody to give them the information that that they need. Yeah. To be able to to read the situation in such a way that they understand what that person. Uh, needs from them on that uh, particular day, okay. um, whether that is more information or less information, or calling in the family, or mm. or whatever it may be. So it, it it's definitely something that comes with experience. Yeah, I'm I'm, just, I'm trying to think of you. Um, the very first time you had to tell someone that it must have been very hard. And as you say, you've developed over the years. So there's a technique that comes with it, and a composure that you have to keep. Yeah. Yes. Yes, that's true. Um, and you you also learn to develop techniques for de-stressing yourselves, which uh, which often okay. involves sharing with some of your your colleagues a particularly stressful yes. situation, yeah. um, and with your combined clinics. So hmm. we deal a lot in what we call multidisciplinary clinics. Okay. So we have teams of professionals that look after the patients. It's not just the oncologist; it's hmm. also the surgical yeah. uh, surgical colleagues and 
Um, for example, in the in the bronchus clinic, it's our pulmonologists and our radiologists, mm. and so all those people help yeah. to, to yeah. share the load. And I think that that is is one of the things that works really well in the state hospitals mm. is that we do have multidisciplinary teams that are available to the patients. Indeed. So when we talk about the oncology unit, it's not just a few people doing something, but there's a whole team effort. Oh yes, we involved. Absolutely. So. So every single disease um, is is uh, that the treatment decisions are made mm. by a whole panel, yeah. which involves radiologists and pathologists and um, some of the, our physicians, lung physicians um, yeah. in, in the skin clinic, our dermatologists and plastic surgeons. Wow. In our pediatric clinic, it's the pediatric surgeons, pediatric wow. neurosurgeons. My word. Yeah, and then yeah. and then even when we do our treatment, we yes. we don't operate in in isolation. We we have a whole team. We have our yes. college nurses. We have our our RTTs, our radiographers that treat and plan our radiotherapy. Mm. Um, our medical physicists that do all the checks on our machines. Our engineers, mm. our managers. So we we have a huge team. Wow. It's a I'm, big machine. I'm I'm gobsmacked to say the least. I'm sorry. Professor Jeanette Parks, um, from the Voice of the Cape Side, from yes. our community, we'd love to commend you and thank you guys for everything that you do. Because, you know, if it wasn't for, for all of those teams that are involved, that, that um, how do they say, it? that has our back, we would be left stranded. I mean, we, what would we do, you know? Hold on to your next thought. I can see you have something that you want to add to that. A beautiful lady has decided to visit our studios today, and we're very, very happy that she's here. She's our dynamic personality. She's one of the heroes at Hrutuskir Hospital. And our focus today is on the oncology unit. Now, she was speaking to us about the team that's behind her. No, she's not an eye specialist. She doesn't say I do I do the whole time she actually acknowledges I love love that because you hear my voice but there's a whole team at the voice of the Cape so when she sits in front of you at the hospital there's a whole team behind her as well uh, professor Jeanette when we talked earlier about breast cancer you did not tell me one very important factor of your life can we hear that? Yes, well, ab about um, a year and a half ago, or actually about two years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh my, working yes. in the oncology unit, being what was that like? Um, that came as a, ma a huge surprise to me. Wow. Um, it was diagnosed on a routine mammogram. Um, and yes, it What did it feel like that first moment when, when you were told? Oh, Did you have some idea that it no, could be? No, no. I, I didn't notice a lump. I didn't okay. notice the lump. Um, and so it was literally picked up on a routine All right. mammogram. Yeah. All right. And so w where to from there? After diagnosis, what happened? Um, well, I, I was fortunate in the sense that I, I knew the system and I knew the people in the okay, system. Okay, yes. So, um, it was easier. It was easier mm. to um, get what I needed in the form of mm. um, a biopsy um, and then to um, have an operation to remove the lump. And yes. then 
became clear that I needed chemotherapy and radiotherapy as well. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. So when you speak to, to somebody, a lady who's been diagnosed, your, your empathy levels are way higher, your sympathy levels and everything else, your feelings of knowing what it is that you are going through as, as, as the patient. Well, that's a difficult one because I don't think you ever really know exactly what somebody else's situation Ah, is. Because we're all different. We are all different. Yeah. So, So I think, you know, the way that I... I handled it or my family um, handled it um, is probably not the same as as any other single person ah, you know? I see what you mean so yes. I think one has to one has to be careful that one doesn't try to uh, make a blanket rule for everybody mm, mm. Because like you, uh, like, uh, like you said, everyone is different and everyone um, reacts differently. That's right. All right. So, so are you okay now? Yes, I'm fine now. All right. Well, you look fine. You look beautiful. Somebody asked uh, a question here. Is little brown marks on your breast normal? Um, you get many types of little brown marks. Okay. <laughs> Most of them are are completely uh, benign and normal. But okay. but you you do get um, certain types of um, cancer. Uh, but it's usually a skin cancer and not a breast cancer. Ah, if it's a little, but it still would be good mark. to have if, it seen to. I think if if the marks are changing, yes, uh, then definitely they should be seen to. If they've okay. always been there and always stayed the same, it's yeah. probably not something that you it's have to worry about. you have to worry about. All right. Um, as far as advice to our community, um, when you notice something out of the ordinary, we're not just talking specifically about breast cancer, anything else on your body that you notice is different, what advice would you give them? Um, just to, to seek care. Um, so lumps or bumps that yes. are growing, um, unexplained loss of weight, hmm. um, blood in your stool or unexplained uh, bleeding, vaginal bleeding. Okay. Um, um, these are the types of things that, that can mean that you've got a problem. They don't necessarily mean that, but they can hmm. mean that. So it's, hmm. it's better to have them checked out if okay. there's any concern. All right. As far as children are concerned, um, are they different to treat than adults? Very different to treat, yes. So, so children's cancers are. Um, well, the, the interesting thing about children's cancers is that they they are very, they are much more treatable. Much, the potential for cure is much higher in children. Oh, I didn't it, know that. Yes, it is. So, so in our um, high income country, in our first world um, countries, yes, probably about eighty percent of children that are treated for childhood cancer are cured long term wow that's amazing yes and it's that's not true of of adult cancers they don't do as well the the one thing that you said that they are treated at red cross but they come to you for treatment also um, the chemotherapy, uh, the diagnosis, surgery, and chemotherapy is done at, at Red Cross. All right. If they are up until the age of about 13. Um, and what they come across to us for is uh, radiotherapy. I see. Yes. All right. So it's not offered at Red Cross. There's no radiotherapy facilities okay. at Red Cross. So our, right. our pediatric team does visit Red Cross. We're part mm. of the combined team at Red Cross. Okay. And the Red Cross team comes 
to us for some of our follow-up oh. clinics as well. All right. Mm-hmm. Some of the challenges that we face as as a community is is. Um, that we don't seek the help that we should when yes. we should. Yes. And when we finally do come for help, it might just be a little too late. Yes, I, that's why um, I think it's important for people to look into mm. lumps and bumps that are enlarging, especially yes. painless lumps, um, unexplained weight loss, okay. um, unexplained bleeding. Um, Are those some of the things that we should be looking out for? Yes, these are some of the telltale signs that may indicate that there's a problem. Mm -hmm. Of course, usually it it doesn't mean that, that it's cancer, but it it can be suspicious. All right. If we we can come back to uh, um, some of the telltale signs that we should look out for. Are we talking about adults or children Um, now? Children and adults. On hashtag Let's Talk Today, our uh, hero of the hour, our dynamic personality is Professor Jeanette Box. We're speaking um, about, we're focusing rather on the oncology unit of which she's a part of. And I love that she said at the beginning, uh, rather earlier on, that uh, she's part of a team. A huge team that that works together for the betterment of our health. If you have never heard of the oncology unit, if your none of your family members have ever been to Hrutiskia or to the oncology unit, if you're going to need to in the future, you'll have an idea of what you can look forward to. Now, Pro- Professor Jeanette is, uh, was telling us earlier about the telltale signs that we need to look out for. Uh, if we think something is up with our bodies? Um, If we start with with adults. um, Yes. So, you know, the the commonest cancers are probably uh, the things that kind of stand out. Um, And we've talked a little bit about some of them so far. So lumps or bumps, breast lumps, um, uh, a lump in the the stomach area, the abdomen, Mm. um, unexplained uh, bleeding, which can be um, from the rectum or from the vagina. Um, For men... um, pain or um, a lump in the the testicles or um, a new sort of inability to pass urine which can be an indication of benign Uh prostate problems but also um, less benign prostate problems. Uh, um, is there an age when you start looking out for certain things or does it come at any time? Um, the chances of developing a cancer go up as you get older. Ah, for okay. sure. So, yeah. um, and there are certain types of cancers that happen at specific times of your life. So childhood cancers are different types of cancers to the ones that adolescents get, mm. different types to the ones young people get. Um, and then as you get older, the chances of developing one of the common cancers, yes. breast cancer, gynae yeah. cancer, prostate cancer, yeah. colon cancer, those those start to go up. All right. So different phases of the life are mm. more prone to certain so, types so of cancer. So if you know I'm th- this is this is not normal, yes. have it seen to ASAP. 
Absolutely. If you yeah. think that there's something suspicious that's going on, you should you should see your clinic or see a doctor. Excellent. And get a referral letter. I have been seen to by the professionals at the oncology unit, and they'll make sure to to put your mind at ease. Well, or, or they, they provide are, treatment. So we we do have some clinics that are walk-in clinics, like our breast clinic, which is okay. our, the commonest type of cancer. But yes, um, the rest of our clinics are um, they they deal with diagnosed cancer. So usually yeah. the, the, the process of diagnosis is usually made by um, the emergency departments, mm. by the secondary level hospitals, um, with radiology and biopsies that are done by surgeons mm. in those areas. Yes. So most of the patients that come to us already have the diagnosis of cancer by the time they come to us. Oh, my. All right. Yeah. Do you know something that, that just popped into my head? Um, I thought it was last year or the year before I went for a mammogram and as I sat there I've gone before and it never bothered me before and I, but as I sat there there was somebody who was then told something is wrong and I'm and I'm thinking wow if somebody should tell me now something is wrong I don't even have anyone here who who, who can support me you know you so I I would suggest if you're going to go for a mammogram take somebody with you we don't know what's waiting for us right that is true. It's not always practical to take someone um, with you for sort of routine investigations. But definitely, if you if you suspecting yes. that there may be a problem, yes. it's always a good idea to take someone Excellent. with you. And Excellent. definitely, if you're going for a first appointment at an oncology unit mm. where you're needing to to listen to a lot of information yes. all at yeah. one appointment, yeah. it's very helpful to and have can someone be difficult with you. To take everything in exactly yes. not only for support but also yes. just to help you remember all the information. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because it can be difficult to remember all of that. Okay. The one thing that's very, very exciting, let's talk about the exciting part at the hospital, at the oncology unit, are new machines. Do yes. tell us about that. Well, we've been um, very fortunate in the last year or so that we, um, we've we had um, a brand new Halcyon machine, which is a, a completely new age linear accelerator um, mm. installed in our department. Mm. What does it do? Sorry, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it, it looks, it does not it look sounds like, very fancy. It is fancy. It looks a bit like a starship. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so it, it, it's just a, a different a different type of linear accelerator, um, okay. which is a, a radiotherapy machine that we can use um, mostly yes. We use it for um, head and neck cancers, okay. um, and also cancers of the of the pelvis. Um, but the fancy thing about it is that we can take it, it, it is that it it works very quickly. So a whole treatment only takes about seven minutes. Really? And before we do the treatment, um, okay. it does a, a cone beam CT, which is an imaging um, an imaging test that mm-hmm. we can compare to our planning imaging to make yes. sure the patient's yes. in exactly the right position, that we're treating exactly the right area every day so it's very it's very accurate so um just as the last uh, question if it looks like a spaceship does the technician have to have to wear a, sp- a space suit uh, no the technician doesn't <laughs> have to wear a spaceship uh, a space suit <laughs> but it does have blue lasers and, oh um, wow it's, uh, so it must fancy. be very fancy it is yes. well if, as long as it gets the job done 
That's the most important part, right? It's very good at getting the job done. Not Excellent. only is it quicker, so it's yes. more comfortable for the patients. It uses yeah. less electricity, so it's hmm. greener. It needs a smaller bunker. Okay. Um, There's a lot of pluses in this machine. And, and, and it probably will make a lot of patients a lot happier. Yes, it can treat about 40 patients a day. Excellent. So, yeah. Excellent. Professor Jeanette Parks, it's been an honor to chat to you today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm uh, very happy for, for, for everything that you have told us about the oncology unit, but I'm mostly happy that I know that, that you and your team are doing everything for the health of uh, South Africans. Yes, that's why we're there. We're there to Absolutely. look after Absolutely. On behalf of everyone, even everyone here at the Voice of the Cape, and everyone who's ever had anything to do at the oncology unit, we thank you, madam. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was uh, Professor Jeanette Parks, our dynamic personality for the day, and she's our hero at Grotesker Hospital. I'm your host Sulela Bintamin Ismail. Until next time, for Yamani Lai, leave you in the protection of the Almighty. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. A very good afternoon to you. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Hashtag Let's Talk. Let's talk. About what's trending in our community, in our society, and in our world today.